Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Out of Step Podcast with Izzy Ortiz, a podcast for failures. And before I get to my guest that I have next to me, which I'm excited to introduce, I just want to give you guys a story, okay? Because obviously this podcast, (laughs) part of the title is a podcast for failures. And at the end of each episode, I ask my guests, like, what's one failure that sticks with them to this day? Well, recently, I just had another failure in my young 25 years of life and I'm going to tell it to you guys right now. And, um, I hope you can learn from this. Maybe, (laughs) maybe we'll open up an email Asuncio and we'll, we'll, they'll email me and give me some advice because I can absolutely need it. Um, I can use it. But before I get into the story, I do want to say thank you again to Asuncio. He's my main man without him. This isn't possible. So thank you so much for being here. Um, so All right, guys, backstory. Okay, this is a sexual story. I've been trying to get with this chick for the last 10 years, and I'm going to show you what she looks like. I'm talking to my guests right now. I've been trying to get with this chick for the last 10 years, okay, since I was 15 years old, okay? And um, she, we we used to live around the same neighborhood and stuff, and every time we were trying to make plans to hang out, that's her, okay? Yeah, I know. I patted myself on the back as well. Yes. On the back. Um, So I've been trying to hang out there since I was 15 fucking years old, okay? Mm -hmm. Well, the time finally presented itself, okay? Mm -hmm. You good with the drink? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I messaged her. We were talking. We were texting. And she came down for the holidays for Thanksgiving, right? This is supposed to be a time for giving thanks. And uh, I'm not thankful right now, but <laughs> she she came over right. Mm-hmm. All is well, right? This mm-hmm. is ten years in the making. Yep, Decade I'm long. excited. Okay, I'm trying to cherish this moment because this mm-hmm. is ten years of work. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, we're drinking, and w- when I go to the fridge to gr- fridge to grab some more drinks, I had like some craft drink in the fridge that was like a coffee lactose type of like lager or something like that it was like a craft drink right mm-hmm. whatever and it had like a, a drawing of the breakfast club portrait on it right mm-hmm. and so uh she was she saw that and she's like oh i'll take that one because she likes the movie and i was like mm-hmm. okay cool i'll just drink water it was cooler's light no big deal and so we're in my room drinking and um maybe a couple sips in no the first sip she's like oh i like it it's good right mm-hmm. it's literally a coffee beer mm-hmm. is what it is but after a few more sips, she's like, you know what? This is too much coffee. Like, I cannot continue to drink yep. this. And I said, well, I can't continue to drink this piss water, so I'll trade you. Mm-hmm. So I give her the Coors Light, and she gives me the um, the coffee drink, right? The coffee beer. And it's like a tall can. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this out there right now, guys. I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, okay? Mm-hmm. I, I can't be consuming any of that stuff. And um, I completely disregarded the fact that there was lactose in this drink, all right? Yep. Because in my head, I'm thinking... I can drink it, and maybe in an hour, by the time she's gone, it'll hit me then, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking I'm playing it safe. Yep. Because also, in my head, I'm thinking, if I give her my drink, and I don't want to drink that drink, she's going to ask me, why, why are you not drinking with me? Yep. You know, I'm drinking by myself, and Suspicious. I can't let that happen. So I'm taking one for the team. Mm-hmm. And so I, I drink the drink, right? I'm not even kidding. Like, maybe 10 minutes. 
max. I'm ready to ship blood, okay, within 10 minutes. Like, I'm like, holy fuck, what's happening to me right now, right? But when you're with a beautiful woman, you got to play it cool, right? So I got yep. my poker face on and my asshole's tight. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I need to make this move quick and <laughs> get it over with. Yep. Because, again, I, I, cannot, I cannot let her leave without me going inside her. Because I'm like, this is 10 years in the making. I, I got to seal the deal. And so, so within 10 minutes, like we're in my bed now. Right. And, um, and, uh, she, she totally goes down on me. Right. All is well in the world right now. Mm -hmm. Everything's great. Mind you, she's giving me head like a fucking champion, dude. Like I'm thinking like, I need to meet whoever trained her and thank them because this is fucking amazing. Beyond the Olympic trials. For in that moment in time, I believed in God. I was like, there's gotta be a God if this bitch can suck dick like that. You know what I mean? High five me, Jesus. And so, but that being said as a man during any type of sexual mm-hmm. like <laughs> activity you don't really focus on anything other than having sex you're just trying to enjoy it right yep i was focusing on not shitting myself or farting while she was going down on me so she's down there sucking my dick and i'm like stiff as a board like izzy if you even relax a yep. little bit you're gonna fucking fart or shit blood right now like it's gonna be a fucking mess right so instead of being able to enjoy it i'm fucking stressing myself out in my head like holy fuck you better hold this in you piece of shit right yeah and so uh she stopped sucking dick to take off the rest of her clothes right mm-hmm. and i totally go limp on her i was totally fatigued from fucking squeezing my ass together while she's sucking my dick right <laughs> and so wow. that took out all my energy and she looks and she's like oh is something wrong and as a woman so far all the the girl my friends that are chicks that i've told this story to aside from them laughing at me mm-hmm. they tell she- me like dude that's the worst thing a woman wants to see Yep. Not because like sex is over, but because they think it's them. And she had yep. just taken off her clothes. Too, yeah, and so. she just had taken off her clothes. And she's like, that girl thinks it's totally her. Like, yep. there's nothing you can say that's going to change her mind. Like, she yeah. thinks it's her. The reason why you fucking went soft. And I'm like, yeah, but I had to shit my fucking brains out. Yep. So she was like, should I just put my clothes on and leave? And I was like, no, like, like, just stay in my bed. Like, I don't know what the fuck is happening to me. And it does not cross my mind to just be honest with her. Just yep. tell her, like, look. Give me 20 minutes, 15 minutes. I got to go shit blood out yep. and then I'll clean myself up and we'll come. Because in my head, I'm like, pussy, dick and shit does not mix together. Nope. You know, so to me, I'm not thinking it's going to be a total buzzkill. If I'm like, look, stop because I got to go shit my brains out. Right. Yep. So I'm trying to just fucking hold it in. So she's in my bed naked after all this. And I'm like, look, just chill right here. I don't know what the fuck is happening to me, but even though I do. Mm-hmm. And so she just wants to get fucked. So she's like, fuck that. And she does whatever. And she gets me hard. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I'm fucking rock hard. And so I'm like, I'm going to fuck this bitch's brains out right now. Get it over with mm-hmm. so that I can go shit. And um, I made the rookie mistake by letting her go on top. <laughs> she's on top of me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's riding me. This is beautiful. Okay. And um, every time she's riding me, mm-hmm. she's landing on top of me. Eesh. And my stomach is killing me now, right? Because it's just like weight on top of like a bubble that wants to pop. And um, I said the worst thing I could have ever said, from like a man mm-hmm. to a woman. I said, she could tell that I'm not enjoying this. And mm-hmm. she said, she looks at me and I said, just get off. This isn't working out. Oh. I said that to her. <laughs> Bad yeah that and i i don't know why i said that it's just the first thing that came to mind what really was in my head was like please get off because i'm gonna shit every yeah. time you're ri- fucking riding me right that was your butthole talking, yeah that's that why. was and, and i didn't want to say that so i said this isn't working out get off yeah. and she said what 
And I said it again. I said, this isn't working out. You need to get off. And she put her clothes on so fucking fast and was just like, I'm just going to leave already. And so I'm putting on my clothes and I'm like, look, like, I don't know what's happening. This has never happened to me before. Oh, no. uh, and she's like, it's totally fine. This has happened to me before, which is apparently even worse. Cause again, my chick friends oh, were like, no. the fact that she said that to you means that she already has insecurities. Cause she, oh, this no. has happened to her before. And, and they're like, you should have just been honest and said you were going to fucking shit yourself. And so, Honesty is the best policy. Yeah, but, you know, in the heat of the moment, I didn't know what to do. I get it. I'm freaking out. Mm-hmm. And, and and to really emphasize on how bad I wanted this, when she was naked on my bed, I, like, literally took, like, a mental picture. I went in my head when I saw her tits, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I've been waiting since I was 15 to see this chick naked yep. in front of me. It's fine. I was hugging her boobs and stuff. Like, I was really, like, a kid in a candy store yep. just admiring everything, right? Here's my wish list, Santa. Yeah, like, it was checked <laughs> off early. It really was. And so for it to end that the way it did was fucking heartbreaking, right? Like I literally I literally shit the bed on this guy. It's like I shit the bed on this, right? And so um my friends were like, dude, you need to make it right, right? Like you need to explain yourself to her. So I texted her, because uh, I, I I don't think I'm ever gonna get another chance, which mm-hmm. is super frustrating. And I was like, Look, do you ever think you can give me another chance? I swear to God, I'll knock it out of the park second mm-hmm. time around. And she's like, I won't consider giving you another chance unless you tell me what happened. Because, mm-hmm. again, she thinks it's her. Well, then, yep. yeah, then tell so her I said, OK, look, and I simplified it. I just said, look, I completely disregarded the lactose in that drink mm-hmm. and I drank it and I was sick the rest of the night and I was uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which was just the easy way of me saying I was going to shit myself while I was you, inside your pussy. You blamed it on the a- 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 alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but so. um yeah, you know, I'm just kind of bummed out, guys. I hope I hope I get a second chance. I don't know if she listens to my podcast, but if you do, you know who you are. I was going to shit myself. That's the true story, okay? You're a fucking 12. You're a total fucking babe in the world in the words of uh, of Wayne in Wayne's world. You're Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and so if you hear this, just give me another chance. I promise I won't. I won't even eat anything. I won't eat anything that yeah. whole day. Is this a misconnection right now? Is that know. what we're doing? Yeah. <laughs> that it being said, is. guys, my guest today is Matthew Maloney, everybody. Mm. The great and the big Matthew Maloney. All of that was gearing up towards his intro. <laughs> that was Matthew Maloney. And so, Matt, is there anything you can, any advice you can give me on that? No, I think, I think you. Uh, Do you think I should have just been honest? Uh, yeah, I think you should have been honest, but I think I could tell by the way you told that story that you know where you went wrong, and you know, um, yep, you know, um, be mindful of your dietary restrictions. I, w- I have a question though. Sure. Um, after all this, after she leaves, um, how good? did that shit feel to finally get out oh dude i was laughing on the toilet yeah because i'm like first of all this story is hilarious Mm -hmm. i'm just like why why does this happen to me you know what i mean like i have so many fucking stories one of them i've told on your podcast yeah and and like i have so many weird fucking sexual stories and Mm -hmm. this is just another this is another in the fucking book and it's just i don't know why they happened to me but that shit was great you know i i was holding it in for almost an hour so like you know, it was just like that. You know that you ever watch Lord of the Rings, the Twin Towers, mm-hmm. when the fucking trees rip off the, <laughs> yep. the pillars for the the bridge yep. and they release the river? That was my asshole. Oh, yeah. That was my asshole just without the trees. I, I think that for me, that would have included a, a tear and a jerk. 
I couldn't even jack off, dude. I, I didn't deserve to finish. And I've told one of my friends, and he lives in San Diego. He's actually the guy booking us for the San Diego nice. show. I was talking uh-huh. to him. And he was just like, fuck that dog. He's black. So yeah. he's like, fuck that dog. I would have jerked off. I don't give a <laughs> yeah, fuck. Like, fuck right. you. Just because you couldn't finish, bitch, doesn't mean I won't. And I was like, but it's my fault. Like, I felt so ashamed. I don't deserve to finish. Stood in the shower, wash yeah. it away. But um, <laughs> anyways, guys. So, yeah, my guest today, Matthew Maloney, local legend, uh, local comic. He's, uh, he's, in my opinion, the best comic here in the Valley. He's a great dude. Soft-spoken mm-hmm. guy. Really, really cool guy. And, um, yeah, I'm really thankful you're here today doing my podcast i appreciate Thank you so it so much for having me on yeah, i appreciate of course it. man i i always say this like i feel like i always say it but uh when i knew i was starting this podcast you were at the top of top of the list with other comics of like who i needed on the podcast right away and um no so i'm, I'm finally i'm glad it's finally happening and what you've been up to oh um not a lot. <laughs> how's uh, how's uh, oh, sorry. How's uh, your comedy going right now? I mean, we get to see you all the time, but you know, you, you you're the one guy I know for sure that when you do a new bit on stage, even though you you'll you'll do it and you'll come off stage and you think, oh, that was a rough, rough uh, like you know, go for the for the new bit, and we're sitting around like, dude, mm-hmm. that looked like you had done it ten, fifteen times yep. already. Like you're just a natural at it. No, I appreciate that. There's there's actually a a lot of um, new things that mm-hmm. I'm I'm working on, and that's always like the um, the most fun is to work on a, a new bit when you when you get that like idea. It's like oh like maybe mm-hmm. maybe this could be something. Maybe I could say this, and you like work it on stage and you edit it out. That's uh, always a ton of fun. So there is um, a couple of different things that I have been like trying out. Um, but aside from that, like, um, a lot of what I'm working on is a little bit outside of comedy. I'm trying to get a job right now. Mm -hmm. Trying to get, um, I'm trying to get, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Lose some weight. Um, we all are. A little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, stuff of that nature. Not a lot of real exciting podcasty talking stuff. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess we could talk about that. Speaking of podcasts, (laughs) you do. We'll plug it in. Sure. Not my proudest moment. Dakota plugged it in uh, a week ago. Was mm-hmm. it a week ago when he yep. was here? Yeah. And um, so we did mention, he mentioned, he's like, it's myself and Matthew Maloney. So everybody, this is Matthew Maloney. Mm-hmm. This is Dakota's better half for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. How'd you guys come up with the idea for that? He gave me his his side of the story. And now I want to hear yours. We, um, let's see what happened there. Um, we just... Um, okay, sorry. I don't mean to give you so much dead air. No, no, I'm sorry. I love dead air. I, <laughs> I, I have this thing where if I listen to sketches, if I watch, or if I watch sketches, sometimes it'll inspire me to like, I, I want to make a sketch right now. I want, mm-hmm. I want to, I, yeah. I have write an idea down, get with friends and film it. And it was just one of those things where I, I really can't remember which podcast it was, but I was like. Man, I want to have a fucking podcast. Like every mm-hmm. one of these comics, pro or amateur, if they're a, if they're a comic, they got a fucking podcast. I need one. And Dakota was um, a guy who, like, probably my best comedian friend, like you know, closest to him, mm-hmm. and you know, is a real little go getter, like all this stuff. And I just knew, I just like knew like I should ask him about doing a podcast with him, and I said, "Do you want to do it?" And he said, "Yeah." And I remember we we had this meeting, 
at Eureka, the, the restaurant, the restaurant over here. And, um, you had a Eureka moment. Yeah. And I, I'd never been there. He told me he'd never been there. Burgers that, are right. that may, that might not be true. Maybe he's been there. Um, but we're sitting there, we order drinks and all this stuff, and we're, we're sitting there talking about ideas mm-hmm. that we have for podcasts. And I actually, I actually pitched him whining and dining as a podcast, oh, and nice. like, like, because that was going to be the whole show. And then um, I'd pitched that to a couple of people, like back when I was living in L.A. And uh, a note I heard is like, "Yeah, that sounds like more like a segment than a whole show." Mm-hmm. And you know, that's fucking true. Um, it's a good segment, though. It, 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 well. it is, but my favorite note we've got on that segment is that it should be a web show, not a segment oh, of a podcast. Yeah. That that does make more sense. Um, fucking. Um, but anyway, we're, we're we're sitting there, we're we're talking about like t- possible titles, what the the um you know thing will be, and Dakota's sitting there pointing out all the waitresses he's fucked. And <laughs> sounds like a total Dakota fucking like, thing, man. And he's like, there, there was this little thing where he was like, uh, "Hey, you see that? You see that fucking uh, seven seven month uh, pregnancy waitress over there? <laughs> That's my baby. I totally fucked her yeah. while it she was pregnant." <laughs> that sounds just like Dakota. Um, yeah, and um, <laughs> uh, I forgot what I ordered. Anyway, um, and then. I I'm pretty sure it was me. I, I came up was like, dude, here, here, let me throw this as a title for you. Like, not my proudest moment. Or, mm-hmm. or actually, no. Before we did that, I um I said, well, what if it's just embarrassing stories? What mm-hmm. if, what if, what if that's the thing? And then and then the title came later. But um, he was sitting there um in his sunglasses, l- looking L.A. as fucking possible, <laughs> um, <laughs> with a drink in his hand, mm-hmm. um. For the people that don't know what Dakota looks like, it's funny to us because we know what Dakota looks like. <laughs> D- Dakota looks like Californication, the person. Yeah. Not yeah. not the star from uh-huh, the show, yeah, yeah. just... Like if it was a, a person. Yeah. Like, if it just transformed into one person, that's Dakota Miracle. Yeah. Um, Bleeding blonde. He looks like he literally walked out of the ocean. Yeah. Great guy. Uh, <laughs> I love him. No, no, he's, he's amazing. Um, what... What the fuck am so, I talking no, about? No, that's all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so you were talking about you gave him that name. You said, "How about not my proudest moment?" Yeah, and and we we'd come up with these like ideas, and then just one day we um, before we knew Asensio well enough, um, who does all the the sound the sound on our, our shit. Um, he um, w- or we did everything on a Zoom. Um, just like a little like device, looks like a little inspector gadget, fucking type of remote or something. It it looks like a bigger iPod Shuffle, but it has a microphone on mm-hmm. the end. And we just mm-hmm. pointed at it us, and we sat in a room, and we talked. And the audio is fucking dog shit. Listen to any episode before like nine, mm-hmm. and um, and it's bad. But and, it's all you had, and then, it's what you had to record. And then Asensio literally came up to us at a, uh, a fucking mic <laughs> and said, "Hey, I like your podcast." Um, I hate your audio. Can I do it for you? <laughs> and and it was it was uh, Asensio. That's the story of that. Asensio was what I should have been last Tuesday. Honest. Uh, oh, he was honest but to I'll, you. But I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll give you a little behind the scenes on not my proudest moment. We were supposed to have a segment, and um, Dakota and I every now and then we'll bring this back up of. Um, 
it was it was going to be called inappropriate questions. Mm, I like that one. And yeah. and what what the idea was is we were going to have a board like you like like you can see and it had envelopes listed and they were numbered one through one hundred. Mm-hmm. And at the if we had a guest on, the idea was mm-hmm. you um, we don't know what question is in what but all these envelopes have a question mm-hmm. and you can pick the number and we'll take it off and you will read the question and you can you can decide not to do it you can decide not to pick a question but if you do no matter how inappropriate the question is you have to answer it you have to and the the uh, the catch was is one of the envelopes didn't have a question it had a hundred dollars in it and if and so you had a chance um, if, if you were the first one, if you were our first guest, you had a one in nine, uh, 100 chance to get the hundred dollars. And then we, you pick it, it's probably not going to be it. We take the envelope down, but then that envelope is, is no longer there. Mm-hmm. And we just don't put questions back up until someone finds a hundred dollars. That sounds really cool, but it also yep. does sound like another web series or web, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, no, I, no, but it sounds fucking cool. I think yeah. I like a, the idea of it. I, th- I, li- I like that as a way to end all of our guest episodes. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So I just never got around to finishing the hundred questions. <laughs> that's really what happened. <laughs> that's a lot. You're like, I just couldn't come up with a hundred dollars. <laughs> that too. No, I'm you could do, I you, could really use that. You could use a 20-sided die and just put 20 envelopes to cut it, and then you get a 20 or, instead. Or you could use Monopoly money, and if they find it, just be like, I'll give you $100 mm-hmm. when I get it. And it has a get-out-jail-free card. It's not oh, real. Oh, yeah. Yeah, these are all great fucking points. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's cool. But, okay, so you, you have that going on, and... um. Again, the the premise of the entire podcast is they have guests, and if they don't, it's it's them two, and they're talking about embarrassing stories, right? Yeah. And and I've been on a couple. Um, they're the best ones, and um, no, it, it's a really good uh, podcast. Essential, and I support it. Check it out. Definitely. Um, you guys are on iTunes now, right? Um, yeah, we were on iTunes. Okay. Um, and you know, you're you're not wrong when you say that you've been on two, and you know, those are you are like one of my favorite guests for sure. Thank you. I only say uh, that because I have other guests that might mm-hmm. be listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, you 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 bring like really good stories. You actually kind of have this thing where you say like, okay, I'm gonna this is my story, and then you tell a story, and it's like fine. But then it's like, oh, I just thought of something else. Like, and then you go into this like amazing thing where you <laughs> where you can't help but stand up and, and, and then act, act it, it out, out. and yeah. it's like this crazy stuff. And like, it's it's really the kind of stuff that makes me go like, why isn't this a bit like like that's yep. the story you opened this podcast yep. with is like, I know that just happened to you. Uh, you haven't had time to workshop that, but like, I'm sad. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking sad, yeah. guys. But that's that's what com- comedy yeah. is sad. It's, it's fucking yeah. It if is. you if you think if it's you watch failure. watch mm-hmm. any stand up set and you take out like the punchlines, mm-hmm. it's just a sad story. It is. It is a sad. Story. I told him that on Sunday he had me rolling. My ribs and face were hurting. Yeah, I did a new bit on stage. It, um, I don't think I t- I did mention to you. I was like, I have a new bit. Um, it could go probably like four to five minutes. It's a new bit, but I I just cut it short. Cause I was already at like 11 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I only did like maybe two, two and a half minutes of that bit, but you know, the people liked it and it was just a rough edit of that new bit, but mm-hmm. it's working out so far. So I'm going to try it again, probably this Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
jumping back to my podcast really shortly. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, we got a lot of time. We, our, the latest episode we've done, we had our moms on as guests. My, I loved that episode. Oh, you listened I to it? I loved it. So I, the reason I brought that up is, uh, I guess you know this already, but I asked Dakota's mom, who listens to our podcast, what's your favorite episode? <laughs> Yep, and and, and and she and she said <laughs> instead of answering the question, she was like basically, like you know, this was definitely not my favorite episode. <laughs> but yep. the one thing I really stands out to me is Izzy's fucking story about, uh, if if I may say, go ahead, tell it. Uh, fuck, uh, fucking throwing up. Uh, or, or a chick going down on him <laughs> while simultaneously throwing up hot Cheetos, and yep. then him, him. It was this really interesting story of, of you ba- battling between the pain of hot Cheeto dust yep. on your genitalia versus yep. the pleasure of getting the blowjob. You have it this was, thing. You, this thing will be a, like a recurring thing in your life mm-hmm. where, I don't understand where, 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 where like sex gets in the way of like bodily, nature. <laughs> bodily functions. And, food. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, you, I was not proud of that. You, you you seem to continuously make the choice of <laughs> of just sex first. Well, you know what? In, in, the, in the heat of the moment, yeah. as long as you don't got to shit yourself, mm-hmm. you might as well just finish it. Okay, like make the effort. You just fucking bite the bullet. And if you're well, like I had mentioned to you, like I'm, you know, when a guy is close to coming, there's almost nothing that won't get in the way of, of him not coming. You know, yeah. like he is gonna do it when he's that fucking close. Mm-hmm. And and um, and I have a you know a little tag and a stupid bit of mine where it's like if you're that close to coming and somebody pulls a gun out on you, I'd say one of us is gonna shoot first because <laughs> and I'm not gonna stop like you might as well fucking shoot me, and so like in the heat of that situation, literally in the heat of it, I was just like, dude, I'm this close to coming, this is disgusting, but I might as well I'm already here like I'm that fucking close I might as well let her finish. Mm-hmm. She should be ashamed of herself. Yeah. Okay, I'm not that ashamed of myself. She should be ashamed of me. You know, but sorry, sorry, Matt. Your Matt's, body is you know. only reacting. But no, yeah, I said that story, and um, I don't know if I should say it on here. Nah, I said it on Matt's podcast. Go, go listen to the. I want them to go listen yeah, to your yeah. podcast. I forgot what number, but that episode is called "Flaming Hot Lava Vomit." Yeah, and it actually began with uh, the description began with the words. If your name's Dakota's mom, <laughs> do not listen to this episode because <laughs> yeah, it's that fucking gross. And, and and she admitted to us that like yeah, that's what made me made play it the fastest. Um, so there you go. Well, I'm glad she enjoys my stories and mm-hmm. my suffering because I suffered. I was so fucking disgusted myself. But it is what it is. Go listen to the Not My Proudest Moment podcast. And listen to that episode. Yeah. Start there. Yeah. Yeah. Start there. It's a good way to start. And then just go from there. And I'm also on another one. But that story, even though it's funny, it's not as funny as that one. But uh, yeah, go check that podcast out. I support it. Asuncio supports it. Mm-hmm. It's a great podcast. Um, yeah. Check it out. And so um, so I wanted to talk about you. you you're from the Valley, right? Yeah. Originally, you're from the Valley. But you did live in L.A. for a while. And like I mentioned earlier, Matt in my opinion, is the best comic here in the Valley. And at one point, you did live in L.A., and you were trying to make it... You were trying to become a real legitimate comic, right, in the L.A. comedy scene. Yeah. And you've performed at the comedy store multiple times. Yeah. It, it, well, I mean, I, I performed at the comedy store kind of, like, along with the other open mic. Because, uh-huh. like, I was... 
I was there on Sundays and Mondays. But what, you can still say you got on stage at the comedy. Yeah, I, I performed in all three rooms. Mm-hmm. And so oh, wow. one one big milestone, I'd assume is a milestone for you, is you've been on Kill Tony multiple times. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I've i been on Kill Tony, I think, 11 times, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's cool. It's 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 more cool to say I've done well on Kill Tony because he did any he asshole really did. any any asshole can get pulled out of the bucket. Um, I've done uh, really well a couple times. I'll go ahead and say not every one of those eleven was like amazing, mm-hmm. but it, it it was never so bad that it became one of those like. Like yikes, because that's what Kill Tony. If for people who don't know, Kill Tony is a. Oh yeah, we should probably explain that. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a show um, where uh, there's a panel of pro comedians, and it's hosted by mm-hmm. Tony Hinchcliffe, and there's all these different pros um, that come on the show, and they're, like they're the guests and all that. But the gimmick is it's all in front of a live audience, and there's all these amateur comedians who sign up, um, and if selected, they get to perform one minute of uninterrupted stand up, and then after which the panel interviews them Mm -hmm. and I always did pretty good on my minute. So, so on my interviews, there's a couple where I knock out both. There's a couple where the minute was pretty lackluster. Also part of the show though, like Matt, Matt used the word, you know, interview, but they also, for the most part, roast the comic Mm -hmm. as well. Like if they don't do good, it's not so much like an interview anymore. It's just them roasting the the poor fucking comic. Well, they'll roast you no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll make little, like they made jabs at you, but you did so well that they couldn't really roast you because you did that well. Yeah, they never roasted me for, you know, doing shitty comedy. They They roasted me for They had to make it funny somehow. And and they they knew they couldn't make fun of you because of your comedy because it was that good. You know, um, if I could just give a little story on, on that, like um, the first time I did Kill Tony, um, and and this is like one of those, like ev- like every comic will eventually get this, like have these one of these stories. Um, the first time I did Kill Tony, um, I was out on the fucking patio of the comedy store. I was feeling really good because it went really really well, and I got this tap on my shoulder. And I turned around and it was Tony. It was Tony Hinchcliffe oh, sitting there. And he uh, told me like, hey, man, that went really well. You need to continue doing comedy. And that was just like a, a really cool thing for him to go out of his way. And yeah. do. It's not like I found him in the hallway. Yeah, he no, came up sure. and, and went out of his way to tell me, um, you know, just to not quit. And that just feels awesome. Um, what would you do if it was the other way around? He was just like, oh, hey, Matt, I was looking for you. Um, I just wanted to say, um, give up because you fucking suck. It, um, that actually probably would have helped me out more because I would have probably tried harder. Okay. I, w- I probably would have like just like, oh, fuck, fuck him. him. I'm, yeah. I'm going like, to in your face. <laughs> I think I wonder if in comedy, at least spite helps people I'm sure it to, does to oh, rise yeah. up faster I'm sure it does um I mean yeah you hear stories like that all the time in comedy where they're like nobody gave me a shot they yeah. were fucking talking shit about me and you know I just kept grinding yeah and I kept grinding and then they figured it out and they became a legit comic yeah. that was the worst comedian in the room yeah I mean I mean I love uh, this comic I'm about to bring up I I love him um and I love his podcast, Bobby Lee, which yep. we'll, we'll talk about. You actually opened up for him a few times. Yeah. But I, Bobby Lee is like one of the he's so hard on himself for a legitimate comic. And it's funny because a lot of when he talks about his his upcoming in comedy, he talks about how like 
he would bomb all the time. He didn't yep. feel like a legit comic to these other guys because he mm-hmm. didn't have like actual material like them. It was just like silly jokes and then him just doing like body fucking like mutating his yep. body in certain ways and just being like an, a physical act more than like an actual material act, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, But look at him today. He's a huge yeah. comic, you know, and he's yeah. got one of the most successful podcasts right now. And uh, I don't need to plug it in because he doesn't even I don't have a platform for him to get more followers. Yep. He's fucking his um, podcast is huge. But, you know, that's one of those things where you were talking about, like, it would probably give you drive. It, it probably would have if, yeah. if Tony said something negative like that to you. <laughs> I guess, but it's so nice. I think the story I have is fine, and that it's no, yeah. It's, I mean, I'm glad it came out that way. Like, I, I, I have pl- I have plenty of people telling me I suck. I th- stories I feel I can't. Don't ask me to tell one right now. I won't. But uh, tell me later. Okay, that, that does make a big difference. I remember you you sort of told me that after one of my I think the second time you I just went up to you and said you fucking suck. No, I, I wish it would have, but it was, it was very nice. So it's like it, it gives you the motivation and want to keep doing it and mm-hmm. doing a little bit more. Those little side things from someone that you respect mm-hmm. that's doing it well. Yeah. 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 We were just talking about that earlier. The one time you pulled me aside mm-hmm. when I went on, I went up like three Sundays ago and you gave me some of the best advice that I've received so far, which was like you said, I can see you're figuring it out on stage now. And um, that sticks with me. Yeah. I know it's, you know, it's still fresh three weeks but it's just like that stays in your head mm-hmm. when it's somebody you look up to in the comedy scene. Like, oh, fuck, if he says that, I got to keep at it. But, I mean, um, so what was it like opening for Bobby Lee? Um, well, I, uh, first thing I want to mention is, is uh, Bobby Lee actually asked me. Yeah, to we op- should go. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He actually opened up to me because of a Kill Tony performance. Oh, see, Kill Tony. Yeah. There you go. K- Kill Tony's really cool. No, and, yeah. But like when you ask, when you you kind of built it up as an accomplishment to be on Kill Tony. I'm actually more like just want to say this. Um, when it comes to the comedy store, my my favorite thing that I've done there is I actually got invited onto Friends and Family. Um, oh, okay. Like like yeah, that, yeah. that that's actually like a thing that isn't just mm-hmm. out of luck. Is that that's someone. Uh, looked at you and said, "Hey, I like oh, you. Yeah, I like yeah. what you say, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get to perform in the original room. Mm-hmm. It's wow. only three minutes, but like that—that that was like, you know, on a that's Monday like, night. That's like heaven at the time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one, it's one of those things that it's at the moment it means the world to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Bobby Lee, uh, that was also one of those heaven moments. <laughs> um, How did he approach you? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is funny. so. So there's this kind of thing, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and tell this. Um, yeah, tell the fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those. The damn thing. There is this kind of thing where I don't know if I should say this, but I'll go ahead and say it. So Good. I, I'm sitting in the back of the original room when it's just a regular night and then and there's pros going up. And I'm just sitting there in the back minding myself, right? And then Bobby Lee is walks in the room. He's probably going to go on next. And he... Uh, I'm just sitting there, and he walks. He looks at me, and he, and and I, I'm looking at him. It's like it's Bobby Lee looking at me, and he's like, and he looks at me, and he's like, and he just walks over to me and says like, "Hey, you you've uh you've seen me before, right? Like, I don't think he knew me from Kill Tony, but he mm-hmm. definitely recognized me mm-hmm. from somewhere, and because the Kill Tony thing was a year ago, and he just says like, "Hey, if you if you think of any tag, watch my set. If you think of any tags, let me know," and I said. It was the weirdest thing to be asked. Like, yeah. like what the fuck? From a legit comic, <laughs> yeah. like a, a big name. Yeah, and, that's and, a weird thing. And I go, <laughs> okay. Cause, and I had seen um, him a couple times. 
And um, he went up and he did a set. And um, and so meanwhile, I'm thinking like, I've got an opportunity. I need to come up with a tag for mm-hmm. one of his jokes so I can go backstage and talk, talk to, to him. him. Yeah. And have something some, to give you a reason to say. talk to him. Yeah. And piggyback that. And um, he uh, I found him backstage and I, I I'm just telling you, honestly, I don't remember what the joke I told him no, that's th- right. this time was. But I said, oh, I thought of a tag. And uh, this is it. And he went, ha! That's cool. I probably won't use that. But I'm actually looking for a tag for this specific part. Because he has this joke. Um, how does this joke go? Um, he has this joke where if um, he talks a lot about how he's upset with the fact that Asian... Um, Asian characters are being portrayed by white people mm-hmm. and it pisses him off because he's losing work because of that. And he has this joke. It's like, when I get in power, I'm going to, I'm going to remake Braveheart, but it's all going to be cast by Asians. And then he has this whole bit mm. that only he can do about like, basically like how no one in the movie could say Willem Wallace uh-huh. and um, all this stuff in this great bit. And um, he wanted another thing for that, like another movie for that. And then I um Sorry, I thought about it, and a week later I, I, I caught him again and I said, oh, how about this, right? Um, you could say that you're going to uh, remake Castaway with all Asian people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll, um, shit, how did this go? I, I'm trying to remember how this went. Um <laughs> I, I'm starting to think maybe it wasn't a good tag then. No, 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 no. He, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He used it. He used. It. I'm, I'm nice. just. It's been a while since I've thought of this. It was. It's okay. It, but I, he he liked the tag though. Yeah. Um. He, he did, and he gave me. Uh, he he liked it, and then, um. I remember like a week later, I went to go see if he went and used it, mm-hmm. and he didn't, uh, and I was disappointed. But I but I went to ask him like, hey, have you how, how's the fucking castaway bit worked? Um, and, uh, oh, I just remember the joke. I'm right. uh, sorry. Uh, it was like, uh, you can make castaway with, um, with Asian people, but instead of talking to, instead of talking to volleyballs, they'll be making them. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is funny. So that was the bit. And, uh, he, uh, he, he laughed really hard and said, yeah, I'm going to try that. I'm really going to try that. And a week later I saw he wasn't using it. Um, but he, he said, you know what? I tried it and it didn't, and, um, it's not really been working. So I like, I don't, I don't fucking know. A week later he came up to me and said, dude, I've been trying to cast away bit. It fucking works. And he gave me $60 nice. <laughs> and, and then on, and then right at that moment, he, um, he told me like, Hey man, um, I'm going to be doing these shows like pretty locally. The it was at the Ontario Improv, which oh, is a okay. little bit out yeah, of yeah. LA. Mm-hmm. And it's like I want you to be on me with this weekend, and um, I went. I did those, uh, you know, weekend shows, <laughs> and uh, it was so nice. Like Bobby Lee's such a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Like he he bought us dinner after the shows every wow. night. Uh, yeah. Um, one time at this like just kind of like sports bar, like actual dinner, or was it like at a Daniel's? Oh my or god. Bobby Lee will take his fucking openers mm-hmm. to arrest. The first night was just like kind of a like a just a local sports bar yeah. kind of establishment, but he'll he'll just buy everything. Like he'll buy like half the appetizers on the appetizer menu, and then tell us all to buy entrees. And he just has so like he doesn't care. He just he just wants 
like a Thanksgiving dinner amount of food to come to our table. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like he, he, he does not like want his guys thinking he's cheap at, or like at all. I'm not oh, saying wow. that's, the, no, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. his motivation. That's really nice. Of he him. seems no. really gracious. He's cool. Well, if you talk, if you listen to his podcast, he talks about it a lot. Like he has so many stories. He's a very giving person. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I don't know if that's just how he is naturally or whatever the case may be, but like he just like there's a story he talks about in one of the podcasts where he was in he was starting to open now for like certain comics mm-hmm. and um so he was making some money now and at one point he they left the club and he was with one of the other openers they were hanging out and these two chicks came up and they wanted to talk to these chicks but one of them was like crying mm-hmm. because her bike had just gotten stolen mm-hmm. and he was just like oh shit well like how much was your bike and she was like it was like a $400 bike and he's like well, well, here's four hundred dollars. Like, wow. will, you, will you stop crying? Like, he was that concerned. He's like, well, if you need the money, Jeez. like, he just gave her the money. <laughs> but at the same time, he talks about just like how rules don't apply to him. Like, one time his car broke down on the freeway, so he just left it there. <laughs> he just fucking left. <laughs> I would love to meet that guy someday. Yeah. He's hilarious. But okay, so you opened for him, and so what was it like though being at the comedy store because you were living <laughs> in L.A. You you got to be on Kill Tony. You did well on Kill Tony. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what was it like just spending time there, seeing all the big names around you? Did you get that sense of like, you got that feeling of like, oh man, I'm in the belly of the yep. beast now. Like, this That's, is it. This is yep. the business the, right here. The first, I think two, maybe three times I went to the comedy store. I, I hadn't moved to LA yet. I literally got off work and made a very impulsive decision. I'm going to go to the comedy store and I'm going to see a show. Not, wow. not, 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 not even like worried about performing there yet. So you just drove there. Yeah. Um, I, I just drove, like, didn't tell my family or I told them like, Hey, I'm not going to be home for dinner, but I just drive all the way to LA. Um, I, I, I didn't know, I didn't know where the fucking, um, like a reasonable place to park was. So I went and paid like $16 for parking at the expensive parking place right next to them. And, um, I just went in and, uh, bought a ticket to the original room show and just, sat there for as you know long as i wanted to because the if when you go to an original room show it's not like a regular show where it ends eventually like it just goes on mm-hmm. it's just they give absolute monsters mm-hmm. like killers mm-hmm. uh fucking just like back to back to fi- back yeah. yeah 15 minutes they get 15 minutes Each, yeah and wow. they and this it's one, just a killer lineup all the time one of the one after the other and that's where actually the first time i saw bobby lee live was that first time doing that um and it, anyway, um, the first time going there, I did feel like really nervous. Like, like it just felt like different. Like it, it, it was, it was a very intimidating building to just be at because it's all black mm-hmm. and I don't know, like scary. Um, but the more you're there, I've, I've been there a lot, um, there's a lot of people who talk about like, oh, it's um, they have a lot of reverence for it, mm-hmm. and I get that. To me, it's more of like just a building. It's a cool building. It's a historical building, and it's and it's a place that's important to the history of comedy, especially L.A. comedy. Um, but it's not as much of a like a mythic thing, mm-hmm. like a like a special thing. Like if you listen yeah, to Joe people, Rogan, yeah, they make it seem larger than life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've just spent enough time there to be like, yeah, it's a well, it's it a just, business. <laughs> do you think that's what it is, or do you think you just got used to that feeling? Yeah, like you, both. Yeah, it's, okay. it's the same thing. All right. Okay, so let me ask you this. 
what because you're doing comedy here in the valley with us and we're all you know working on our our craft so to speak so do you have do you want to make it back there do you want to start uh heading out there and try to get spots on uh, at the comedy store again possibly do more kill tonys or what uh yes and no like i definitely want to get out of uh here out out of the desert Mm -hmm. um the the desert's great and um when when i moved out to la it was out of necessity because there was nothing here there was absolutely nothing and when he says nothing you're talking about comedy there's no no comedy there was no comedy i um jacob Cantu is you know let's let's start this i'm going to coin this for this Jacob Cantu is the godfather of, I've of heard Palm it. Desert comedy. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember I met him at an open mic. What I was doing to get uh, stage time down here is there was a open mic that was 100% music. It was a music open mic. And what I, was this at? Um, it was at a bar that no longer exists. It's, it's actually down the street here. I forgot what it was called. Um, but... Non porn. F- fuck it. And uh um, it's called fuck it. We'll call it fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he um he met me there. I I'd been going to that mic for a while and I just went up to him, it's like, Hey, you guys do music and stuff, do you mind if I do comedy as part of the open mic? And they were like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. Like this is actually kind of a music competition, so we're not gonna grade you for that, but if you want to do comedy, like please <laughs> and, don't grade me at yeah. all, motherfuckers. <laughs> There's and, no beat. And I'm like, sure, that's fine. And it was that was a, a place to you know really get good practice, and it was just kind of this thing you know it was it was a good place to come up because all these people all these like few bar patrons that were there part of this open mic music competition thing, mm-hmm. um, they it's just one shitty band after another it's just <laughs> shitty here's a shitty song here's a shitty song, and it's such a relief when you're listening to sh- shitty song after shitty song to yep. get a shitty comedian, it's just, yeah. it's just like a breath of fresh air. It's, it's like, different. okay, yeah. yeah. Something else is going on here. Right. Regardless if it's shitty or not, it's just different. Y- now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I would get the room, I would get people listening to me and, and I would get a lot of time honestly. And, um, and that was good. And then the first night I met Jacob going to do that. And, uh, mm-hmm. I remember I've been doing this for like maybe two months and then one day, um, the woman's like, oh, there's another comedian here. And I was kind of doing like, what? Like, I, oh, there's a threat now. And, <laughs> Competition. And, and, then, um, and then Jacob and I, I, Jacob was supposed to go on after me. So I was supposed to bring him up. And um, I said, well, you know, what's your name? Okay, you're you know, uh, comedy. And I remember the first time I brought Jacob up. I like just like wanted to really like hype him up and like like all like just like that's so <laughs> fucked up. I know what <laughs> you're saying. Get, yeah. get, get, get people like, like excited for him. Uh, like it, it wasn't as mean spirited as you're thinking. No, no, I know. But, but uh, I said, guys, um, I think I had bombed. Like I, I may, it's possible. I don't remember. But um, I went up and I did the set. And it's like uh, yeah, that actually that is right. I had bombed and I remember like shit. I fucked it up for the guys coming up after me. I gotta just try to get something like mm-hmm. some energy going for him. Yeah. And so I did this whole thing. It's like, guys, listen. And I'd never seen him before. Was like, <laughs> uh, but I was like, guys, we got, um, coming up after me. We got this comic. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I fucked this up and shit the bed. You don't like this dark shit. That's fine. <laughs> um, but this, ne- th- this next guy is coming up. You gotta see him. This guy's so fucking funny. Uh, give it up for Jonathan Cantu. <laughs> and I fucked up his name. I told, I, that was on accident. 
something? It, it was an oh, accident. Oh, shit. And, Did and he, please tell me he said something walking up. He, he kind of was like, uh, I forgot what he said, but he definitely addressed the fact that that wasn't his name. It was like, oh, man. I really didn't want to mess that up for him. Yeah. I, really, I really wanted to have like a nice relationship with this guy. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, a little bit after that, I was out in LA, and and um, Jacob, who's like you, is a you know big fan of me, um, was uh, when he started building stuff, he thought of me. He's like, oh, we got a local that can actually like talk into a microphone like somewhat decently. I gotta get him on my shows, and, I, and by the time it's like, oh, hey man, I'm out in LA, but hey, good luck with that. And I I just totally like was being polite. I didn't think there was like anything that he was getting started here at all. And and uh, he kept bugging me and bugging me, and bugging me. And finally, right before I, I had to move back anyway, I, I finally came out and started uh, doing his shows. And when I saw it, I like couldn't believe like the scene that was here. It was it was fucking incredible. Was I in it already when he started? Not yet. Back? Okay. Not yet. Um, but he he was he had like oh you know what. What made me Dakota com- was already in it then, right? He was, he was, but he Dakota wasn't running things now because because Dakota kind of took over yeah, his operation, of, yeah, just a little bit, and and Dakota's done like Great things e- with e- it. even yeah. more. Like yeah. he, he he he's uh he's built on top of it. It's mm-hmm. not like he just like let it, let what Jacob built like stir. Yeah, he really ran with it. Yeah, for sure. He, yeah, he, and he's continuing to fucking yeah. do very impressive things, mm-hmm. and he's he's a super fucking go getter. Um. He, uh, what was I saying? Uh, Jacob, uh, you, <laughs> came back, you came back. You came back. You came back. Okay, actually, before I came back, uh, what what made me come back was Jacob. What met me at the um, comedy store? Like we just ran up to each other, and he's wow. like, and he was like, "Hey, man, how are you? Like, how's it going?" And and this had been like maybe two years since I had seen him at those shows oh, I was wow. talking about. So it was, it was, there was some time. Wow. And he's like, hey, man, how's it been? It's me, Jacob. I'm like, I've got all these things down. It's like, oh, what are you doing up here? It's like, did you move out here? It's like, no, I haven't moved out here. I'm, I'm out here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get time. But more importantly, I'm trying to, like, poach ca- uh, talent. Like, he was... He, oh. Jacob... Wait, it's not, like, bad. Oh, no, 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 it's good. But it, it, it's the buildup to yeah, what yeah. it is now. Like, sorry. Uh, Jacob was, like, listening to Kill Tony's. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I, like, found out I was in L.A. But he, he was... He was uh, he was listening to Kill Tony's um, and picking out who he liked because, like, whoever's on that show, they're an amateur. Yeah. So they'll they'll probably be willing to drive down to the fucking desert uh, to get a paying gig. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. even even if it's like forty bucks, like yep. and and or less, even if it's twenty bucks, they'll drive if it covers the gas, they'll go mm-hmm. just because that's how it is. And um, and so that's what he was doing is he was out there meeting people. And trying to get things done, and uh, he ran into me and said, "Okay, if you're if you're," he told me the names he was getting to go down there, and it's like, "Oh shit, mm-hmm. I'm been turning this down the whole time. All right, I, I better accept." And then I went down, and it's like, "Oh shit, I was impressed." So your first uh, when you came back for to do a show was it a packed house? Um, like uh, it it, it was technically because it was um, CVB, mm-hmm. and it was um. <laughs> It was in the in the bar room, like oh, it, right we, we we hadn't okay. moved to the back yet. Um, they didn't have that idea, and that I think that's when I met Dakota Miracle. I was still living in L.A. at the time, and I drove down with Dan Nolan, I, um, Bre- uh, shit, um, Cooper Lydon, 
and I want to say Zach Stein. I think those that was the group. Uh, great comedians. If you haven't heard of them, look them up. Um, they still at the comedy store. I've heard rumor that Dan is not doing comedy so much mm-hmm. and that he um he's focusing on career and and you know he has to do what he has to do but yeah. i mm-hmm. he's one of those guys who i thought is like really fucking good yeah. you know and so that that's kind of a shame hopefully, hopefully he he comes back to it um or something or another anyway um we're down there and we meet dakota who when when you meet dakota for the first time (laughs) you know um i i can't stress so much how much i love this guy he he is a really like squirrely like like hi nice to meet you You very very super super fucking friendly um and (laughs) i really i really don't want to embarrass him but to be like to be fair we have a a podcast about embarrassing moments yeah Mm -hmm. it's fine so this is the first time we're we're seeing i literally talked about how i was almost going to shit myself while I was getting yeah. a blowjob. So I don't think it's going to be more embarrassing than that. I, <laughs> I, I've known Dakota for over a year and I just want to stress, he's gotten so much better at comedy than now, but I, I will mm-hmm. just say that the first time I saw him, he did a set. It wasn't going especially well. Mm-hmm. And he decided to end it singing an op cappella cover of a, of a oh, Keith Urban no. song. Like a country music song, he did that wow. for no reason. Like, like he, he would have never told me that. Nope. And uh, I gotta bring it up next time I yes, see him. So do I. I, I, I. If it wasn't Keith Urban, it was someone. But he, he the point is, he sang he sang a little just country song, <laughs> just to kind of cover the fact that it wasn't going well. And, and I just remember Dan Nolan and I, like, looked at each other like, and we're, fuck and we're like, yeah, this is one of those guys who's not gonna, like. Uh, but that's the thing about that. Like, there's a lot of people who, who look at like uh, comedians, mm-hmm. um, and just right off the bat, just decide they're not gonna be anything. They're not gonna mm-hmm. go anywhere. And like, he's just grown so much since then. Mm-hmm. He's grown but a it, lot. Yeah. That being said, you know what? I I'll, because I told that story, I'll just say this: the first time that I performed comedy, and it was not when I started being a comedian, mm-hmm. but the first time. Uh, that I told jokes that I had written on a stage, you know, intentionally. Um, I, I actually had a, f- a fake fake my ID to get into the bar. It was actually at the Hood, but back when it was called Cougars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. old. This is a long. T- this is when I like my first year of college, and um, I went in. I did a set, and I ended it with a fucking card trick. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do you remember the trick? I know. I I know the trick, and and it's actually a really good trick. It's a good. It's a great trick to show a a, a person. Yeah. But it's not like a trick for yeah. a stage. Yeah. And so it was. Um. And and the comedy had done well enough that I didn't need to resort to this. But I tr- I tried to do uh, my fucking card trick. <laughs> I wish I could have seen it. And uh, but like you know, we all do stuff mm-hmm. when we're trying to figure it out. Yes, and, we do. And you don't you don't sing country. You you don't do you card don't tricks. Do, don't do card tricks. Um, Leave that to Daniel. And it was <laughs> and it was like um, it was like uh, many moons until I you know did stand up again. I, that was it was really? it was, was it heartbreaking for you. No, because the set went well. Like mm-hmm. it, it, like the the set went well. Uh, I did. Oh, you know what was it? Kind of was actually because it was like a comedy competition, mm-hmm. and the um, I really did think my set went well. Um, and people came up to me telling me I was the best one, but I didn't win. I didn't advance to the next round, 
And what bugged me about it is I lost to a guy who was reading from a notebook the entire time and uh-huh. he had nothing he had nothing but like one-liner Star Wars puns. Really? That's what it was? Yeah. Must have been a lot of Star Wars fans. But in no that card crowd. tricks. No car- no. Were you a fan of the Amazing Jonathan? I love Amazing Jonathan. Right. Yeah. And, he, he's, and he's still with us by the way. He's just not performing, nice. but um yeah. He he has the best blended set I've ever seen of anyone who's tried to do. Oh yeah, both I, that's honestly, I I'm, I might be able to blame Amazing Johnson for why I tried doing the card yeah. trick. Because, but he's, do you know him? I don't know. He's well, great. Maybe, maybe I've seen it. I don't know. He he was this comedian who combined uh, magic and um, like comedy into one. But the whole time he was doing jokes, he was also doing like sets uh-huh, and yeah. punches. I mean, and it, it was sounds just, familiar. And he he was hitting it. I remember he did one with cocaine where he constantly had like a little bit of the magic powder they take with him and he'd pretend to snort it. I was like, it was fucking That's great. You, you're familiar with the term like anti-humor? Mm-hmm. Like he's like That's anti-magic. Oh. Yep. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like none of his none of his tricks are amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you watch his act, you'll never walk away thinking, how Blown did he away, do that? Yeah, yeah. Like he, like you know how he does everything. But it's 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 just the 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 act is a he's, incompetent yeah, yeah, comedian. It. Yeah. And it's really yeah. good, but it's really, he's amazing. Show me it after this. After mm-hmm. this just we, bring it up. We'll try, yeah. Okay, well, so um, so that's what brought you back down to the valley, then, right? Because you said you were moving, you were already gonna move back, and then you finally took the when when Jacob showed you who's who he's been bringing down. You said I might as well take it if he's got these guys going up. Mm-hmm. So you started. Well, 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 you moved back first. I'm assuming. Why? Well, yeah. You moved back first. Because you're looking for, first like, before what? Like before you took Jacob's set before you started doing them. No, I, I um Or you I, traveled down here. Yeah, yeah, I traveled down uh to do his sets and and he told me like Matthew once a month, like I'm I'm having mm-hmm. you. If you want to come, you like your a set is yours cuz mm-hmm. you know, um gr- very grateful for that by the way. Um he um yeah. I uh was just doing that and then later uh, like a few months later, I wasn't able to live where I was living mm-hmm. and I needed to kind of like move back home. And I've been doing that uh, for way too long, and it's time to get out again. But um, you you had asked me like way earlier about if I'm planning to go back to, up to LA, yeah. mm-hmm. and the truth is I'm actually more looking towards San Diego because I I think those city both expensive cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're somewhere in the same price range though. Mm-hmm. Do you and just prefer San Diego? Well, it's just that I've I've done what I've done in LA, and at, like. Everyone will tell you that L.A. is not the town to start in. Like, L.A. and New York, they're where you go when you're a killer. And I was, you know, starting comedy there. I kind of, kind of out of necessary. And it's a good place to, like, you know, cut your teeth, I I guess. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get noticed faster, Mm -hmm. you should be in a different town. Just anywhere but New York, Chicago, Mm -hmm. or L.A. And, um... And then when you get noticed there, you will just naturally progress to, to LA. Like so many people who are working at the comedy store, which is, it's a great place to you know work. And like, once you're working at the comedy store, there's like a system built to like get you uh-huh. somewhere. Yeah. They're always promoting, promoting their doorman on, uh, yeah. on their Instagram. But yeah. so many, so many people who get doorman, Jobs there start out as uh, door people at um, the La Jolla Comedy, Comedy Store, Story. and mm-hmm. so I, I almost want to try San Diego next. Um, 
before going back to LA, but I don't know. Well, okay, so that's like a, a goal you're trying to reach right now. Then you want to go to San Diego. Yeah. And, is it going to be like a, a start fresh kind of thing for you? Or do you think you're, or are you going to go to them and be like, look, I'm a comic. I've been doing it for this long. I've performed at the comedy store in LA. I've been on Kill Tony. Or are you going to say, I did well on Kill Tony? No, but you well, know I, what I mean? I, like, how are you going to start it? Is it going to be like a fresh start for you? And just tell them you've been doing comedy for this long? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, sorry. <laughs> sorry about all this. Sorry. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to tell anyone anything. Like, I think that's the biggest mistake you like make when you like enter a comedy mm-hmm. scene is like, um, go in with, um, like the attitude of, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. So many, yeah. pe- so many mm-hmm. people go into, um, just LA with the, uh, like who, who, by the way, have not have no comic experience. Like yeah. it's not that they were a killer in whatever town they were in. Mm-hmm. They come into LA and already think like, I'm the hottest shit. I need to be given a chance, and it's not fair that I'm not given a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's like the wrong attitude. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, if uh, like I actually know some peeps from San Diego because they keep coming down here for um the hood show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And I, I've I've been in, I know you guys are going to San Diego soon. I've been yeah. invited out to yeah. the Comedy Palace in San Diego. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I remember when you went out for a gig and then you were gone for like a week or something. What? No, well, no it, I didn't see you for a week. Is what I'm saying. And then when you came back, I was like, "How was the show at the Comedy Palace?" It was it was great. And like nice. I I, it, I went did really well. And and it's the people who saw my set that like were a part of the scene there were really fucking nice to me and told me like you know I did so well and all this shit. Um. Any anyway. Why do I do that? Why do I just just lose a train of thought in mid sentence? It's crazy. Because you're retarded. Yeah, mm-hmm. we all are. No, you're just thinking of a lot of things at once. It happens. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. But you were talking about uh, people with that attitude. Well, to answer um, to answer your question, yeah, let's get back here. <laughs> to answer your question, <laughs> uh, no, I don't intend to go into any place, especially a new place. Mm-hmm. And have any sort of attitude of like, I deserve to be treated this way or, or this way. Um, because they don't know me from Kill Tony. They, mm. what, what I kind of expect to happen, you know, best case scenario is that um, because of all the experience I have, I will shine faster as a newcomer. Yeah. Like the, they'll, they'll be they'll able to see it. Because yep. that's what happened to Brian Simpson is he was a San Diego guy. And then he came in, he did Kill Tony and like he he had already had the chops and so even though he was like brand spanking new into LA he just in like very quickly got a job at the comedy store very quickly people were up on how good this guy is mm-hmm. and so like that's kind of the hope is okay yeah yeah well i mean i've known you for a while now i've seen your comedy i know what you can do and i mean if that's the goal, I think mm-hmm. you can definitely reach it. Yep. I think yep. it's a reachable goal for sure. I'm sure you know that. My, my, I mean, my hope, my dream is, um, not so much stardom. It's just to be able to, um, do comedy full time or to be able to support myself from with, comedy. With, with that skill with, 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 uh, with what you love. Like that's the, that's anyone's mm-hmm. dream is to, yeah, su- to support themselves by doing what, what, they what whatever yeah. they love doing, whatever they find that they love doing. I mean, I know that saying like, 
if you do what you love for a living, like you don't work a day in your life mm-hmm. if you do what you love. But I've told that to some people that are doing the, you know, they have the career they wanted mm-hmm. and they're still like, no, that's no, fucking bullshit. No, like it's still work. <laughs> yeah. If I become a road dog, like anything in comedy, like there's going to be days where it feels like fucking yeah, work. For sure. Well, I sp- yeah, I mean, if you're on the road all the time, especially I've, I've only ever heard how bad it is. I've never mm-hmm. heard how good it is. So I, I mean, I heard that's a big difference. The people, the people that like touring and the people that don't like touring, is the big difference in comedy, like whether you're able to actually like stick it out. It's they, crazy, man. Yeah, um, uh, I forgot what podcast I heard, but they're saying you know there's a lot of good people who just never went ventured out into actually traveling. It's mm. like that's the thing that held them back. You have to imagine do the grind. Yeah, imagine going through cities and just knowing there's so many comics mm. in that city that just didn't put the work in, but they're fucking killers. Yep. Like, how many of them are out there? There's a shit ton, right? Yeah. It's definitely got to be more than there are successful. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy, man. The weekend one. Because comics can go on tour for, like, over a year easily, Mm -hmm. just traveling around the world, doing the same set over and over, but selling out fucking theaters and arenas. It's fucking insane. Yeah. Jay Leno said that's why he went in Erwin, because then you you can never use the material again, which Mm. I thought was fucking... it's, It's smart. If you're a touring mm-hmm. comedian and you don't want to lose any of your material, don't shoot a special. I I don't think that is smart. I, oh, it isn't. No, not, well, like but it's just different opinions. Oh, yeah, it's a different, different yeah, point yeah. of views. Well, I I mean it's it's not it's not like oh that's my yeah, opinion. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's it, it, I've heard the two different sides yeah, yeah. from mm-hmm. from people who do like lots of specials and people mm-hmm. who don't. Um, because but there's a lot that don't like uh, Bobby Lee hasn't put out a special. Mm-hmm. Jerry Seinfeld hasn't done anything mm-hmm. in like a while. Mm-hmm. Well, um, he came out with one on Netflix. I think like two years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it for the last time, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like Jerry Seinfeld something. Yeah, but it it, it, it wasn't really like a special, I guess. Yeah, but he put something out. Is what I'm saying. But um, I I don't know. I I I don't have like a a real reason to weigh in on this, but um, no, I I think specials are like a good thing because they're it's something you can give to fans. Mm-hmm. It's a way for you to promote like who you are, so you so you can introduce yourself to people, get new fans, but also. It forces you to get rid of your comedy yeah. because you because at a, at a certain point you gotta abandon that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you got you gotta move on. Like throw all of that away. Mm-hmm. It, and I'm sure it's the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. And something I haven't done yet, but it, just the thought of it terrifies me. If you told me like uh, like Matthew, you're 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 famous by the way. I mean, just hypothetically, <laughs> Matt, like you're famous now. You um, people expect a lot from you, and you're gonna do a show. In two two months from right now, and you can't say anything you've ever said on stage before today. That's all got to go. That I'd be I'd be you know, and I'd do an hour. That that I would be shitting myself. Yeah, and I don't blame you. And it's funny because Bill Burr has like one of his approach towards that. I think is I'm not gonna say it's the correct approach. Like everybody should have it. It just works for him. But he makes a good point about it, which is you should be every month. You should be able to make write down. 10 minutes of material and that every year you should be able to, you don't have to, mm-hmm. he's just saying you should be able to pump out a special every year because within uh, 10 months mm-hmm. you have, you have a special within 10 yep. months. If you're able to put in the work and 10 and every month you write 10 minutes of material and that's coming out, but, but that, you got to keep in mind that's coming from Bill. Burr. No, no, like, that's what right. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. This is his look at yeah. it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying he does his point of view. It's not crazy. Yeah. I'm just saying no, he is right. But I just want to point out that Bill Burr is just the kind of guy who like, look at his podcast. Mm. It's just him. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just like his thoughts mm-hmm. 
and it's not stand up. It's not you know like it hasn't gone through the process, but it, it just shows you how just funny he is Naturally thinking. Funny. Yeah, like like and you know he's literally a guy that just throws his thoughts out there. He spends like half an hour just like talking about what it, whatever he's thinking about. A little bit of time doing ads, and then the rest of it is him answering letters, and it's all all, all by himself. He he has guests so rarely, mm-hmm. and it's it's and it's just and I saw him do. It's usually his wife too when he does have like a guest. I guess you can say yeah. He he, call, he his calls wife it, will come on. In. I, I love I love I love it whenever his wife comes on just because like the, their chemistry is, is so mm-hmm. fun. But I I saw him do a live version of his podcast. I didn't see it in person, but I saw a, on a, YouTube. A, 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 a YouTube. And it, it's great, and it just shows you, like, yeah, this is a show. Just him fucking coming up with um, just things uh, and and also, like, kind of, like, self-harassing himself. It's like, yeah. ah, Bill, don't say that, you know? <laughs> just, but just off the cuff, like, he just – he has the kind of mind that he should be able to put out something, like, really polished, every, like, 10 minutes every month. Mm-hmm. He should. And you know what? He shows for the most part that he can. Yep. Okay, so – this is going to lead us to obviously part of the title of this name is a podcast for failures. So I'd like to ask my guest before we close it out, Matt, is what's one failure that sticks out to this day for you? It still bugs you and you wish you could have that fuck up back. Whether, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's school so far. People <laughs> seem talking about fucking school. Yep. Um, I, I guess it would be uh, like my, <laughs> my last relationship. Really? Yeah. Um. I. I really kind of want that back. Like. Uh, That's so fucking sweet. I'm gonna so cry. Yeah, dude. So, so sad. I just almost shit myself when I was trying to have <laughs> sex with this girl last week. So I'm fucking sad. Yeah. Now I, you're laying this shit on me. <laughs> <laughs> was it the effort? How it ended? You know. Well, see, here's the thing: is it um, it ended so, like, unsatisfyingly mm-hmm. because it didn't end naturally. Mm-hmm. It. There, let me just say there's like a lot of history with this r- relationship and it's been off and on. And I remember that like this was my first girlfriend, by the way, mm-hmm. but she's all just happens to also be my most recent girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the in the beginning, uh, she was my first girlfriend and I didn't really like I made a lot of mistakes with your. Yeah, girlfriend. Well, you know, you're learning on the fly. Yeah. 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 And um and then, um, but that, but that was really sweet. But I, I decided, like, you know, this is like, I should move on from this and do something else romantically. And then years later, you know, stuff, 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 stuff. We meet in college and we get back together again. And I remember, I remember that the last time we dated, I, um, I had broken up with her. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't mind me asking, was it for good reason? Not really. <laughs> uh, that's where the failure comes in. In, in retrospect, I, well, I remember uh, it was actually a good reason because um, I I just remember not being happy in that relationship at all, and um, it but it was like nothing to do with her. Mm-hmm. I just I just felt like you know I'm not really in love with this person. I I think she's so awesome and she's she's gorgeous and she's sweet, um, but there's like the these hangups i have where like like she and she the craziest thing is is how beautiful she is like she was super into me it was one of those things like like every time we've been together she's always been way more into me than i was into her mm-hmm. and i i kind of like just took it for granted and stuff and um and i broke up with her and like i thought i was doing the right thing um but 
that breakup was kind of rough. And mm-hmm. and the reason is is cuz earlier earlier that summer, right? Like basically spring, I had told her um she was talking about doing trips and stuff. We like we had never had a date like like all day date out of town or anything mm-hmm. like that. And I uh, I said um, she talked about going to the beach or something, and she kept bringing it up to a point where I said, "Listen, I promise I'll take you to the beach before the summer's over." Mm-hmm. And then in between that happening, um, and us going to the beach, I I understood like I don't want to be in this relationship. I want to break up. And, but I in my mind I I had told myself like, you can't break up with her because you promised her you were gonna take her to the beach. So I um put a lot of effort into it and I organized everything and we packed a picnic and, and we went out and we took to it. We went out to the beach and had this great little like trip and, mm-hmm. it, and it was, it was amazing all the whole time it's in the back of my brain. Like I'm going to break up with her a week from now after the speech trip. Son of a bitch. Wow. <laughs> it, it, it sounds wrong, right? No, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah. No, but it, but I it, mean, it, in <laughs> retrospect, yes, it, it's, it, it, it's no, fucked it, up. And, and I, I, I guess like it, it, again, I was younger than I am now. Um, but it it was my whole thing. It was like, well, I need to keep my word to this person. No, and you are a man of your word. But yeah. at the same time, I'm leading her to believe that our relationship mm-hmm. is so that's strong, fine. and that's not what it is. But when I did break up, I broke with her a week later, and um, because I, I knew I, I was going to do it in person, I was going to do it right, and I broke up with her, and. It was so out of nowhere for her. She she was totally taken off guard. She did not see it coming. And I... Wait, you did it in person? Yeah. Did she slap you? No. Okay. Um, Damn but, it. But, but I was so... I, I was like, I'm, I I was crying more than she was because... Because she was so shocked. Because in my... No, in my mind, it was like, this is unfair. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I know I can't be with this person, mm-hmm. but this is such a good person that... She doesn't deserve to be broken up with. She mm. especially doesn't deserve to be broken up with me, but I can't be in this relationship and that's just my fault. But but she doesn't deserve to have heartache. She's she's a fucking saint. And um and cut to uh cut to me moving out to LA, you know, after a year. Mm-hmm. So a year goes by and then I spend another year in LA and I come back and I I kind of hit her up. And I, I hit her up for those kind of like... Was it a booty call when you hit her up? You could be honest. She, she's not the booty call kind mm-hmm. of girl. She's, she's not someone who like plays that game. She, she is... Well, pr- they'll, they'll try it once. She'll, <laughs> she's, Maybe twice. She's very prudish. She, she does not yeah. sleep with someone that she's not dating. Like, you know. Even though you guys were in love at one point? Uh, yeah, but... but the, the, That's besides the point. The, yeah, the, point, the point is... Like I, I actually pitched it to her. I, I like I I'm not a, pr- a little bit in between our breaks. I I kind of pitched to her the friends with benefits stuff to not great responses. Um, <laughs> but but here's the thing. So, um, so we we start dating again, but we we dated in secret because by now, um, her parents aren't big fans of me for Man. for understandable reasons. Like I I broke her heart. You fucking asshole. I'm a fat piece of shit. You piece of shit. Mm. And I um I've got no job. I'm I'm obsessed with my comedy career, which is obviously gonna go nowhere in a parent's eyes. They haven't seen my set or anything, but mm. who gives a shit? Mm. Yeah, fuck you. You broke their little girl's heart. Mm. Yeah. 
So anyway, the reason why our, our most recent breakup is so unsatisfying is because neither one of us broke up with one another. The parents found out one day and they threatened to take away everything from her. They, they, they were like, she was going through school. Like even her life? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. It's they like, wouldn't get away with that. She Because she, she still lives at home. Oh, right? she's, financial. She, she still lives. So oh, she's just a student. They're taking care of her. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She still is at home. She's still taking like classes and, and she's working a job at the library. And you're uh, in the valley. I don't want to give out too much. Oh, no, no, that's yeah. why I'm saying yeah. you said that, but okay. But yeah. Good for her. And, and you know, um, when it all fell down, mm. like I was so fucking scared. I, cause I didn't know what would happen, but, uh, like I'm on the phone with her like the night, like they found out, they saw my text and mm. they're furious and they're, they're saying they're going to take all this stuff away. And, I, um, in that moment, like I said, listen, um, we're, we're going to get through this. We're going to, uh, uh, cause I, I didn't know what I was going to do. Yeah. I, I, I had the thought of like, I, like I need to drive over right now to her place and explain everything. Mm-hmm. And then I had her, she telling me not to do that. That's a bad idea. It's going to make it I, worse. They have, yeah, it's going to be so much worse. I had my parents telling me, no, don't do that. That's like the worst thing you could do. So I ended up not doing it, but I, I, I couldn't. Was there nudes in the text? No, no, no. no. You just I, never know. It, it, no, would no. really make a parent mad. Uh, there, uh, there, there might have been some innuendos, but again, not her. Really, her style is the okay. nudes, and um, and it, it, it. I don't know if they read the text. It's just more that they saw their yeah, word text. They found it's more of like they found out she does have a boyfriend, yeah. and, and, and it's you, and it's it's me. They're not into it. And it's, it's more the fact that she's been dating me for months, for yeah. like oh. three quarters of a year without their knowledge. I see. Like, that's a big part of it. And um, and uh, I I called her on the phone, and she, she kind of, like, asked me that question. Like, you know, like, like what are we going to do? Like, like th- this is what I'm getting from my parents, but I do love you. Like, are, are, are we – am I st- – staying with my parents or are, you know, am I going with you? And like, like, are we going to do that life? Mm-hmm. The, the, like the, the running off lover's life live and, off and, of comedy and, and just, and, and, and no, it was, it was, she wasn't even asking me to give up comedy, but no, I said live off of comedy. You could feed her jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I was, and I, I just remember in that moment, I, I, I had told her like, cause, cause I didn't know. This was like last year too, mm. but I was like, I like, listen, you have to, um, you have right now, you have to stay with them, do whatever they say. Don't, don't, um, you know, argue with them. Um, and ju- just do whatever you have to, for them to agree to let you live there, let them keep paying for your school and all this stuff, just um, just look like look, look, we'll we'll figure this out later. But I can't take care of you right now. I can't pick you up and start a life with you right now. So you gotta do with whatever they say. And I think that my right now that might be the biggest regret of my life is because um, where we are today because of me saying that and not like picking her up and like figuring something out. Because I like in my mind, who knows what that would have been like, but. I like I feel that if she had, you know, come over to me and we had gotten a motel and, and like tried to like figure something out, I feel like her parents would have because they love her, you know, eventually they're going to come around and say, OK, she's 
fucking serious about mm-hmm. seeing this guy. So we got to, and she's an adult. So she, so we got to find a way to work with her on that. Even if it took a long time, even if it mm-hmm. took a year, like we'd, we'd patch that up somehow. But where we're at now is, um, cause, um, is I what just wasn't able to see her. Um, cause she wasn't going to risk, um, seeing me outside of, uh, you know, without her parents' knowledge. Mm-hmm. And she definitely wasn't allowed to see me with her parents' knowledge. So she eventually asked me to stop, um, you know, seeing her when I could and, and just to like, like, you know, let, let things go. And so it was, that's why it's like, damn, she's met another guy. She has like, that's the thing. Like oh, I, I do, sorry. I do talk to her every now and then. And she, she's like right now she is currently dating and, um, it's just like a kick to the balls and it's just one of those things where like, well, you know, I, I can't be with her. I hope he's treating you right. And it's a, it's a thing I'm a little skeptical about because she's, um, she's dated some real pieces of shit that weren't me in the past. Yeah. Um, but there's like nothing I can do about it. I can, you know, just like, and I've been trying to like to, um, meet people outside of that mm-hmm. uh just just so i move on with my life because mm-hmm. i the last thing i want to do is dwell over this yeah. d- dwell over this and and not let her move on like um get hung up on yeah. on this thing that it's just like it feels like it feels right it feels like it should be but it can't be so you know it you just gotta move on i'm sorry was that, that dramatic enough for you was did, that did you get like was that do we make you laugh was that Hemingway? <laughs> it was actually sweet and endearing it's Thank very you, relatable man. no i mean that i mean i it's tough i understand yeah. i understand um like that i asked you what is one failure and you know you answered that question but i don't, I don't think that's a failure matt so fuck you you didn't answer my question yeah. no uh, i'm no i'm just you know i'm sorry i'm sorry you got to go through <laughs> that um We've can all you been explain there. to me how it's not a failure? Well, your effort was 100%. Yeah, That's you, what you said. did. You, 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 made, you tried. You made the effort. Well, yeah. Like, you, you were given shitty circumstances. That's all. Sometimes the fucking... Okay, look, I'll tell you this. The first go-round when you broke up with her, when you went to the beach and shit, yeah, you're a piece of shit. Um, oh, I've made mistakes. Oh, dude. Especially with you're, women. You're mm. fucking... You're talking to the fucking piece of shit maker, dude, okay? Like, I fucking broke. I I dated a girl in middle school one time for one period. I broke up with her after the end of the. That's the piece of shit I am, where I was at least. Now I just shit myself when you know a girl's on top of me. (laughs) Um, No, but I mean that's unfortunate. I'm sorry you had to go through all that, and you know, unfortunately, that's life. You know, we don't have control over everything. Yeah. So hopefully it works out for you. But anyways, guys, sorry it got really gloomy here at the end. Matt, oh my god. Matt sure knows how to fuck us over. This is supposed to be a great funny podcast to listen two at work even though nobody listens to this no no that's uh we got you know it was real at the end and i can appreciate that but anyways guys that's my that's my uh my good friend matthew maloney the best comic here in the coachella valley again we do comedies wednesday we go to cv brewery in thousand palms from five to eight and then we go to the hood in palm desert right after that from eight to ten where that we're at both of those spots doing our sets Mm -hmm. and then dakota he has his own show at drink at the river at, in rancho mirage every thursday starting at nine o'clock he's bringing some great comics out from la san diego wherever you can get them there's some great comics coming out usually he'll have uh one of us locals open up for the set so check that out every thursday and then on sunday nigel is throwing the comedy show at the hood which is he's booking comics mm-hmm. out he's had like dean del rey ian edwards 
uh, Polly Shore, Polly Shore, uh, Jamie Kennedy, yep. uh, Eric Griffin. He's had some big names come out to the Coachella Valley. And so that's every Sunday. And we're usually on those bills as well. Come check that out. Um, come check out Matt again. He's the best here in the Valley. His comedy is so fucking funny. It's so it's so unique. It's so Matt, if you know Matt. But anyway, uh, that's it. That's uh, Sencio. Thanks again for coming. Without you, this is impossible. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And um, yeah, that's it. That's a podcast, uh, podcast, guys. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Bye.